it's Jules. Welcome to All Things Iceland. And I have a super special guest. It's Kiana Sue Powers, who is a fellow content creator who specifically lives in Iceland and talks about the country, inspires people to visit, and is doing awesome work. Her content, especially on Instagram and TikTok. So go follow her over there if you are not already. And Today, though, we're talking about kind of a complex topic, and it has to do with the fact that she's fighting to stay in Iceland. I mean, she even has a company here in Iceland. So it's like, it's one of those situations where it's like, what is going on? And Iceland has very much benefited from having her here. So we're going to get into that, of course. But first, welcome <laughs> to All Things Iceland. Thanks, Jules. I like honestly longtime listener, and I never thought I would be. I don't know why I never thought I would be a guest, but I definitely am a fan of your podcast. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I'm a fan of yours as well. And yeah, I think it's one of those things where I've had you on the list of like people, but this situation I would have never assumed. Right? It's just like okay, eventually we'll get there. We'll be fine. And in fact, I thought that we would probably meet each other first <laughs> before it would happen this way. But like. <laughs> Such is life. And let's just talk about that, like in terms of for those who don't know you, because a lot of people who are looking to come to Iceland, they more than likely have come across your content on one of those platforms. And if you haven't, like I mentioned, definitely go and follow her. I will have, of course, links to her social media accounts in the description box. And for those who are listening in the show notes on my um, website, but why did you end up coming to Iceland? Like what inspired you to move to this lovely country? Yeah. Well, I came um, about three years ago as a tourist. I just, I came with my cousin. Um, We rented a camper van and drove around the country. It was like, you know, the hot destination. Every other person in the world was jetting off to Iceland. And I was like, okay, like what's the hype? I guess I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. Um, And I immediately got it. Uh, It was a beautiful (laughs) country. I just absolutely fell in love with everything. It was the landscapes were so unlike anything I had ever seen. And I just immediately knew that I wanted to be here, which is such a weird feeling because like, that's not something that, you know, a lot of people can like relate to or, you know, they feel all the time, but I was just like, okay, this is the place for me. Like I'm coming back. This isn't over. Like we'll figure it out later, but this is it for me. And, um, yeah, so I, I ended up like going back to my job in Boston. I, I worked in college athletics. I had a whole thing, you know, um, I wasn't just some wanderlust girl like traveling the world. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but you know, realistically, no. most people are not like this. <laughs> right. Um, and I didn't even like at the time know about travel influencers at all. I think it was like just the beginning of the rise on Instagram or I lived under a rock. I'm not sure which one. But um, yeah, so I just went back to my job and I became obsessed with Iceland. I That's when I found, you know, Icelandic travel influencers and I started following them and just like drooling over their life, mm. wanting to, to be their friend and go on adventures every single day. At least that's what they made it seem like they were doing. And I just was, I was so over my nine to five. I was yeah. done. I was young, you know, twenties. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, this is awful. These are my best years. Like, and I'm just sitting at a desk. Like, I hate this job and, mm. and stuff like that. So um, I did a lot of research to figure out how to move to Iceland. Turns out it's basically impossible, but I was like, <laughs> let's, 
go anyway and we'll figure it out when we get there <laughs> and maybe it'll just be easier if you're just physically in iceland it'll just be right. easier to figure it out there so i did that i quit my job i sold everything i owned and i just bought a one-way ticket back to iceland and uh <laughs> and now we're here yes uh fighting for a visa so that's how i came to iceland initially <laughs> Yeah. And your way also in terms of staying here, like you've tried different methods. So I remember you went to school at some point. So could you talk a little bit about how you like, you know, dabbled in the different possibilities? Because I think for people who are not aware, like moving to Iceland is not just this easy thing. If you don't, if you're not part of a country that's in the EU, EFTA or EEA, those three like categories are in essence or Icelandic, of course, but <laughs> those three categories are what make it easy for you and meaning like if if your country fits into those and the majority of the world does not including the united states yeah that's correct so when i was doing my research i found out that it was super easy if you had an eu passport you could basically walk into the country and ask for like an id number here like a canatella Um, And if you didn't have that, then you were literally SOL. Like your best option was to marry an Icelandic person or like, you know, an an EU person who lived in Iceland. Um, This was advice given to me by the Icelandic embassy. Um, (laughs) To marry somebody? It's like fall in love or arrangement no i'm just kidding right. but, <laughs> no seriously you know. so that was like an option for a while no um but yeah i mean obviously like i i didn't uh wasn't i, I don't know how i would even do that like, and I, I didn't know anyone in iceland so that was like not even like a close option right but um yeah so it seemed pretty clear to me that I needed to get some type of warp visa and i needed a employer to sponsor that for me so I just started applying for jobs. I, you know, would even just walk into offices, like introduce myself, um, at like, you know, the old American way that they say you can just walk in and hand in your resume and you'll get the job. That like doesn't work anywhere. It doesn't even work in the U.S. I don't know why people like, okay. Time it's a very change. old school mentality. Yeah. Or there were like, you know, all these checks and um, kind of like barriers put up with technology. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was willing to do anything. Like, you know, I was I, I was all for going back to a nine to five if it meant I could have a work visa in Iceland. So I tried to apply to some of those. Of course it was a little difficult because I didn't speak Icelandic, mm-hmm. um, which they speak that in the offices here. And um I you know, tried for like a tour guide or even just like working in the tour, tourism industry, um, you know, in a hotel or restaurant. And even like, you know, I would go to stores and be like, yeah, can I work in the store? I was like mm-hmm. ready to do whatever I had to do to live here, like work at a hot dog stand, like, you know, yeah. and um, and none of that uh, worked because nobody wanted to come within 10 feet of an American because uh, mm-hmm. I needed a work visa and they would have to, you know, do all the work and be the provider. And it was just a massive headache that nobody wanted to do. It was, it was a pretty defeating process because, you know, I am well-educated. I mm-hmm. have multiple degrees and like previous work experience. Yeah. So then to not be able to get, you know, like an entry level job, it was it definitely stung, um, but uh, I had heard some from some people that you could uh, like train to be a glacier guide 
and then you could be a guide because that was a special skill that you needed like some education for and they always needed these glacier guides in Iceland right. it was really considered a special skill like specific to Iceland which is quite right. funny um <laughs> So I was like, okay, we have to do that because we're like running out of options here. Um, and so I trained to be a glacier guide. I just reached out to strangers kind of on the internet and was like, hey, can you teach me, you know, some skills? Can you bring me on the ice? Give me some ice time and just like spend some time with me. Like, I know you don't know me, but <laughs> I love Iceland. So, um, and I took all of the classes and the medical courses to be like the highest, highest qualified person. I was told that if I didn't, you know, get the highest medical thing, which is, I think, uh, like wilderness first responder, mm-hmm. if I didn't get that, then I wouldn't be hired because the basic okay. thing, I think you just need like first aid CPR. Yeah. Um, but I still needed to be the highest qualified person so that they could vouch for me in the mm-hmm. paperwork why they would hire me over an EU citizen or another Icelandic person, for example. Right. So I did all that. I spent two months doing that and I um, went back to Iceland and like, just went knocking on doors, asking for a job. And it still took a while, but uh, I had built a little bit of a network then. And so word of mouth was going around and and I finally got a job offer. And it was, I was so excited. I was, it was, um, they were going to hire me for like the summertime because it's the peak season in Iceland and I was going to be a glacier guide and it was going to be so much fun. And I was going to live this outdoor life and all of these things. And then a few hours after they gave me the offer, we met in person, they gave me the offer and uh, they called me a few hours later and they're like, hey, so we just heard about um, the Trump travel ban in Europe thing. And it's, you know, it's supposed to only be a a two week lockdown. So we'll just talk to you next week and we'll just see where this goes. So, of course, that did not go well for me or anyone, (laughs) really. You know, everyone was hurt by that. And uh, my dreams of living in Iceland were being crushed as well. (laughs) Yeah. So it was March of 2020. And um, I just I wanted to live in Iceland so bad that uh, a few months prior to this specific moment, I had applied for the university because Mm -hmm. it was just a backup plan. It was, you know, if you can't figure out your like life in eight months and everything fails you and nobody wants to hire you, at least you have a student visa to fall back on. It'll be your ticket into Iceland. Um, And it was it was. Like, I did not want to do this. This was yeah. plan Z for me. This was not plan <laughs> A, B, or C. Like, I would want to get married before I would go back to school. I am just so not academically. Yeah, I love how it's like marriage is like, <laughs> ah, but I'll do that before school. <laughs> but school? No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I promised myself I would never go back to school. I was like, yeah. this, I, you know, it's pulling I teeth. It's, that's a different story. But um, so... I mean, I had to use it. I ended up getting into the school and it was my only option to come back to Iceland, especially during the pandemic when the borders were closed and you couldn't, like nobody could come here. So um, yeah, I studied Icelandic for one year and I had a student visa for that one year. And I you know, knew the whole time that I would need to do something else. This was like a temporary situation and this wasn't like a temporary thing for me. 
I wanted to live in Iceland. I didn't want to like, this wasn't a phase of my life where I'm going to go spend some time in Iceland for a few years and find myself. No, I wanted to live here. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know why after like this really hard process, like you, I should have really been deterred by this situation. Also, maybe the weather, but whatever. <laughs> here maybe. I am. <laughs> yeah. Still fighting. Uh, so during that time is when I started uh, like on Instagram reels and TikTok. And I just started sharing my life in Iceland, just kind of like daily vlog style. I have a series called Real Life in Iceland. Um, and it just like, it took off. Uh, it was super popular. People loved it. And, you know, it was the, the new media platforms um, that businesses needed to start adapting. And I was crushing it. I was like day in and day out, like studying the platform and definitely not studying for school, making <laughs> making these videos and figuring out, you know, the best way to make them and how people will engage with them. And and just all of these things, just all of these self-taught things, because there's nothing out there to teach you because, you know, Instagram reels came out yesterday, like yeah, at the time. At the time, you know? yeah. Yeah. So um, people were afraid of them and I was loving it. And mm. I was a, a natural consumer on TikTok. Like I definitely used TikTok just uh, before I ever started posting on it, just uh, for enjoyment and time-sucking purposes. But uh uh, yeah, so I just started posting there. And because I was on it all the time, I would just learn how it worked. And uh, in the end, you know, companies started to notice this. And they were like, Oh, so like, you're the TikTok girl, you totally are like crushing this game. Like, can you mm -hmm. teach us some things about it? Like maybe how we can use it in our company? And maybe you would make us some TikToks or, mm -hmm. or something, you know, just like there was a lot of interest and a lot of need uh, in this whole area. So mm -hmm. I ended up creating a company um, that specializes in making this kind of content um, and consulting in it and just like all of the knowledge. Um, so of course I'm I'm myself learning new things every day about this as well, uh, just within my own research and usage, and um, I help out other companies either if it's you know creating their content or you know helping them with their marketing strategy on their social media platforms uh, or you know just teaching them how they can create these types of videos. Um, that's kind of what I do, and then of course my business also. Um, you know, manages my own accounts. And mm -hmm. uh, my account uh, is designed to be a resource for travelers in Iceland, or, you know, travelers coming to Iceland, but also like Icelandic people. I have quite an Icelandic following of people who are inspired to go see their own country that they didn't know was so beautiful and, and really awesome. Um, and I just, I love Iceland so much uh, that I just want people to see Iceland the way I see it and have the best experience that I had. If I could just make sure that they have the best time in Iceland, then I'm happy because yeah. it's just a place I love to share. And yeah, maybe like an Iceland nerd or something. But. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, there are a lot of people who would love to be in a situation where they even just say like, they have the courage to say, I'm going to pack up all my stuff and leave. So I think you're already inspiring a lot of people to be like, Hey, it, a, it is something that might sound crazy to some, but for those who get it, they get it. Right. And yes. it isn't, and, and again, it isn't this easy thing. Now, if you're, and I think it's really important just to talk about, and you mentioned it uh, a little bit is that the reason behind this rule and not to say that it's like, you know, a flawless rule, because obviously there's some flaws in it, especially when people like yourself are helping to bring revenue into the country, right? And, and bring people and tourism is such a big part of the business here. 
But this rule in essence um, around it has to do with protecting work, the workforce and like alliances. I mean, it's really, it's like political when you get down to it, right? Like the U.S. does not have the same type of relationship with Iceland. So Iceland doesn't have this same allowance for people from the U.S. just to come in. Whereas with the EU, EEA and EFTA countries, there's a, a written agreement. They were, they're like, okay, well, we'll kind of help each other out. People can come freely in and we won't make it a hassle but this is exclusive to these individuals because we have this. And also in Iceland, you know, they talk about um, making it so that the workforce here has jobs, but people aren't doing what you're doing, right? So like, it's just one of those things where like, it has to be possible for people to understand and shift through to be like, oh no, that doesn't actually apply. You know, it's, it's something that you're bringing as an expertise, even though there's not a degree for it, like a college degree, but you're still teaching it to companies and you're helping companies to then in Iceland to grow and get more attention and things like that. So it's kind of one of those situations where um, it falls in this gray area that has to be defined better for specialists in Iceland. And this is actually an issue that is happening right now. This conversation is happening right now in the news and alongside with you fighting to stay in the country. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think the timing of all of this is um, uh, destiny, if you could say. No, I don't know. But uh, (laughs) yeah, like the conversations are definitely happening. It's super hard for specialists to come to Iceland. And, um, uh, you know, they are protecting like the jobs for the Icelandic people and stuff. But uh, there's more jobs in Iceland than like Icelanders can keep up with. Uh, mm-hmm. so they, they have to like look outside of Iceland in order to keep all of their businesses flowing and the economy like circling. And I mean, I'm no expert in this at all, but, um, yeah, it's definitely kind of a, a catch 22 really, uh, for yeah. this situation, at least, um, the irony of it that I can, you know, bring in thousands of people to this country and I, I can't be here myself. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, like, you know, Iceland hasn't given me anything. You know, they haven't given me a penny for marketing for their own country and, and being a face of their country. And not that I've asked, but, you know, like in the end, yeah. I'm I'm doing the t- job of the tourism board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people is, don't I... relate so much to like just, you know, inspirational um like accounts like they relate to people now and personalities are are huge yeah i think this is also just the point in regarding content creators in general it's like the that as a profession is not always taken so seriously and i think that it gets reflected you know it depends of course on the individuals um at what level that they're at like people who are like a million followers or something then people are like oh my god it's like but you don't get that people who actually are at 30,000 40,000 like the impact is still huge it's huge especially since it's so niche as well uh and this is something that I think personally as a creator you know you come up against people being like I'll give you this thing for free and it's like how do I live off of getting a ticket you know to get into get into an attraction that like all these other people if I share it with them they're going to be like I want to go do that now I'm going to go buy that ticket and it's like hello this is not this is this is not just um 
an exchange. This is a business and it is something that, you know, for people who are understanding that it's a business, they really take into account and want to compensate correctly. But for, I think as this is developing and evolving, uh, people are starting to see it, but I think Iceland's been a little bit slower in that regard when it comes to um, how serious content creation actually makes the country more of an appealing place. Because like you said, people look for other people. They want to say, like, I relate to that individual. We could be talking about the exact same thing. And they go, like, I want to follow that other person instead just because there's something about them that I really like. And that's just how it is. And that's a great thing, though, because that means that there's a diversity of thoughts and understanding and the ability to feel like you belong because you see yourself in that other person. Yeah, definitely. I agree with all of that. And, I mean, this conversation could easily... go in the direction of just talking about uh, content creators and things like that, yeah. but let's, we'll try to, to keep, to bring it back. But um, uh, like, unfortunately, like so unfortunately that term influencer is mm. like, just has kind of a bad rap. And yeah. um, you know, of course I do, I am an influencer. I influence people to come to Iceland and that is amazing. Like that's in my opinion, the best kind of influencer, mm-hmm. but um Influence to action, right? That is, yeah, yeah, really, and and not only right, Right. (laughs) that's like by definition. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Not only to just come and visit Iceland, but I know that I've uh, inspired many people to follow in my footsteps, and maybe Mm. uh, they wanted to live in Iceland, and so they went to the university as well because, Mm. of course, it's the only option. Um, Or if they're you know from the EU, then they had other ways to come here. But I know that there are many people currently living in Iceland because of me which that's crazy it just right there in itself and again I'm just fighting for my life here um but yeah I was gonna go somewhere with this I kind of like (laughs) well I'll I'll just add though that as a specialist I mean there are people who come here who have like certain degrees like in technology or computer science and there are companies that end up sponsoring them based off of that right and so that's kind of like looping back around to the fact that there's, there is no, besides like a tourism degree or like in digital marketing, maybe, maybe uh, that people would be like, okay, will you fit this, like these um, criteria that we've put in place in order to try and protect this agreement that we have, right? So it's not just Icelanders as protection, like I mentioned, that there's this alliance that's going on. And if a company can't prove that you are so special and meaning like having this specialty, not you as a person, because you're, everybody is valuable. There's no price you can put in a person. I, I feel like you have to say that because like people, you start to really start to value your literal self-worth of someone rejecting you or allowing you. And it's not about that. It's about degrees in this, you know, particular circumstance. And so um, if you don't have that and they can't prove that nobody else in the EU EA after after country, you know, or Iceland <laughs> um, can fit into this, then they have to hire you. That's the criteria, right? So it's like, you think to yourself, like, literally, this is, it feels ridiculous. Like, I'm already doing the work. <laughs> but that is, in essence, the rule. And I'm not trying to knock the rule. I'm just trying to give context to the fact of how it sounds in comparison to the reality in life of how things happen. And it isn't necessarily that everyone's path is that they went to school and they got a degree in TikTok. Like that's not possible. Right. So like, so it's like, did I can do TikTok here? And it's like, no. Um, but okay. 
In terms of though, people who are listening and watching, is there something that they can do in order to help Kiana to stay in the country? Yeah, actually. Um, so I just wanted to also like clarify that, uh, I mean, the media has taken this route, but uh, which gives me a little bit of a bad rap, but but not really. Mm, okay. um, but it, it seems like I'm trying to just stay in this country because I'm an influencer. Mm. Uh, I am an influencer, but I'm trying to stay in this country on the merits that I um, am a specialist in this content creation for other businesses. Right. Uh, I help so many businesses in Iceland and work with so many businesses. In addition to like the things that I see, you just don't see that on my platform because my platform is to inspire you to come to Iceland. It's mm-hmm. not about content creation or about marketing on TikTok and stuff. So that you just don't see that. And unfortunately, you know, that's then where some stigma comes in and like, Oh, she's just some entitled American who just because you make TikToks, you think you can live in Iceland. And that's not entirely the case. It is like um, ironic uh, that I am an influencer for Iceland and cannot be in Iceland. Um, But yeah, I actually just made a documentary and uh, it's going to go live uh, in a little bit here, actually, after after this. And um, it kind of goes into my story. It's not too long. It's just 10 minutes. Uh, it packs a punch. And um, at the end, uh, I just asked to sign a petition, uh, which just helps me to stay in Iceland. Of course, this isn't like, you know, a legal thing. No court or judge or committee is going to you know, see this and be like, oh, yes, okay, she has like 5,000 signatures, like she's going to stay in Iceland. But I think it just helps to strengthen my case that not only, you know, am I a specialist in this country helping out other Icelandic businesses and bringing value to the country through the tourism sector, but I also am a member of this community, uh, mm-hmm. the community of people who love Iceland and the community of people who live in Iceland. And um I think that I'm a very fortunate, like rare foreigner in Iceland who is super like deeply rooted in the Icelandic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like told a few times that, you know, how, how are you have all these Icelandic friends? And it's I feel like you're always hanging out with Icelanders and stuff. Like, how did you do that? Because it's so hard as a foreigner. You know, we don't speak Icelandic uh, when we come in and things like that. Um so, yeah, I just think that the support from the public really just helps to strengthen my case. Um, and, yeah, you can find that also in the link in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you watch this documentary, which will be on my Instagram and YouTube later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll have the links to those in the description as well as the petition in there. So if you're watching this, you don't have to like go searching for it. Um, yeah, that it's. I agree with you that there's so much wrapped up into this. I didn't realize that the media had gotten away with um, <laughs> spinning the story, but I think that's also just like people's opinions, right? And yeah. that's just a part of life that people are going to have things and assumptions that they have about individuals and not really seeing the whole picture. So it's good that you're clarifying what is happening and how you're contributing and, you know, cause there are a lot of influencers that do want to live here and it has less to do with what they're, would be giving, you know, contributing and more to do with the beginning, you know? So it, there always needs to be some type of a balance. And I think like anywhere else, people are just like, they want more of the story, but they also really want to share their opinion probably more. <laughs> right? Oh so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Okay. Well, that's really helpful. And I think also, I mean, is there anything else that you want to share regarding your journey and, you know, how things are going right now? Yeah. I'm not sure if we mentioned, but uh, just to fill in some gaps, like my work visa was denied on the grounds that I didn't have the formal education. So mm-hmm. that is a requirement um, to like have a special education. Uh, special skills visa, special knowledge, you need to have gone through some formal education. And of course, I didn't do that because it just doesn't exist. Um, And uh, I was like, I was super proud of myself for like, you know, creating a company and then giving myself a work visa after it being months and months of nobody wanted to hiring me. And I was like, okay, fine. You don't want to do it. I'll do it. I want to be here. I like, I'll do this work. I I don't care. Um, and I was like pretty proud of myself for that. Uh, and unfortunately that it's like, it's, I feel like it's a little bit of a loophole or something to create a company and then to hire yourself for it, but it's completely legal and yeah, it is. is like shady at all. So no, I have a company. It's it's not a, <laughs> it's not a bizarre thing. A lot of people do this. I mean, most people actually, instead of they, uh, like my husband, he has a company but he uses it under his own kinetala. He didn't create a kinetala in addition, even though he probably should. <laughs> but like, I just decided to do it because I wanted to separate it from my individual finances and just like actually, you know, um, bill people based off of that. So like, it isn't weird. I mean, you're just, you're, you're an entrepreneur. That's the entrepreneur yeah. way is like the correct way is to create a company, hire yourself, do the work and then have the separation. So yeah. And to, to be honest, if I was just like able to live in Iceland, I probably wouldn't have like created a company. I would have just totally gone the, you know, self-employed, like, uh, what is it called when you just like a self-contractor or yeah. something? Yeah. Independent contractor. Yeah. Independent contractor. There we go. English yeah. is out the window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have totally done that because I, I don't know anything about business. So, uh, or like, you know, creating businesses, I don't know standard practice and what's best. I would have totally done that, but I can't because I'm not allowed to live in Iceland without a visa. Right. So I needed to find a roundabout to get the visa. And I mean, it works out because how cool is it to say you have a company, really? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, the name of your company is pretty cool. Yeah, so it's uh, called Craftar Media, and Craftar means powers, uh, which is my last name. So mm-hmm. I I think that that's a little like cute thing, um, and I just also thought it would be really confusing if I called it Kianasu, and then it's like Kianasu is hiring Kianasu for the Kianasu company, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just didn't want that to be mixed up in the paperwork and cause more problems for everything that's already causing me problems. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy with the name. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not like I have signs or anything like <laughs> with this. I don't even have a website with that. Like my website is my name. And, you know, just because of like um, who I am, that's how I can get clients. And I've not, you know, I'm just a one person business. So I'm not necessarily looking to grow at the moment. Uh, we're working on the visa thing first. And yeah, then exactly. we're looking to growth. <laughs> Steps, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. Uh, and then how much how, how much time do you have left in terms of like this decision? Yeah. Okay. So this is, all right. So I received a letter after um, my visa was denied that I had 30 days to leave the country or mm. um, they would remove me. They would like mm. deport me. Also, yeah. this letter was in Icelandic. So anyone that you're trying to get to leave the country as a foreigner, I just feel like the letter should be in English. I don't know if that just makes me like an entitled whatever, but... <laughs> 
I had to translate that letter. I could not read that for myself. It was a long document. Um, And uh, yeah, so I think we're down to 18 or 17 days now. Um, And the, uh, you know, I have a lawyer and we're working to appeal the process. Um, I, I don't know if appeal or reopen the case or reconsider, or I'm not sure of the wording, but we are looking to get the decision changed. Okay. And, um, uh, we have, uh, oh my gosh, this decision, it can take, uh, historically 12 to 24 months, which is super not ideal. And that is just a crazy amount of time for anything mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, that sucks. Yeah, we're gonna figure out something. I, I I feel like there's a lot of um questions that I don't have the answers to. Um, yeah, and but we're trying our best, and I mean, leaving Iceland is just like definitely not an option for me. So if we can maybe ask that I can stay during the appeal or. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that people have done that before. Okay. Um, other other people who have gotten their visas denied and they've appealed the process. They also receive this letter and then they ask, they say, hey, I'm appealing the decision. Can I stay in Iceland during this time? Right. Because of X, Y, Z reasons. And uh, I believe we're doing that. So okay. fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely. And we'll just, we're just going to switch over to an a little bit more positive note to end off. <laughs> so that yeah. can... And which is, what is your favorite Icelandic word or phrase? Okay. I'm ready with this. So okay. I don't even know the phrase, but you can, you'll know it for sure. The one that's window weather. Oh, glukaveder. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I love this. At first, I didn't like like this phrase because I, um, when the sun is shining, I love to be outside. I'm such a like sunshine girl, which I don't know why I moved to Iceland, but I love being outside. <laughs> if the sun's out, I want to be out. And uh, I always just feel like I'm, you know, wasting the day if I'm inside and it's sunny. But here in Iceland, that is, you have to throw that mentality out the window because sometimes it's really sunny, but the weather is just awful and it's window weather you just you just can stand at the window and look at it and it's nice and and you don't want to go outside but it looks really nice and yeah. i just think that it's like so funny and ironic in iceland because the weather is just so terrible all yeah time. exactly i mean but this thing is like yeah like you mentioned it's just a hmm, when you see it you're like it must be amazing but it's like mm, don't let it see no. you right <laughs> like, <laughs> like today actually is a perfect day. Yes. I look outside. It's insanely beautiful. Granted, it snowed last night and it is April right. 5th, you know, but life in Iceland. Spring, that's another thing. I always try to tell people spring in Iceland is not sunshine, no. flowers blooming. It is longer, brighter days. That's it. Take it <laughs> for that. Okay. Wait till summertime. But like right now, look at my window. It's insanely beautiful. It looks like a postcard. Oh, and yeah. I don't want to be out there. <laughs> so, no, I'm pretty sure it's really cold outside right now. Like, yeah. like super cold. Yeah, negative no. three. It, um, it's according to my Apple Watch. So no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, why do we live here? Yeah, oh, I love it. I mean, I just like it's one of those things because I'm also one of those people that 
I like being cozy. <laughs> I, I, I never used to say this also before moving to Iceland. Cozy is like, who says this? But like, I, I say this all the time now. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, so, it's cozy weather. I love it. So I got on my little chunky sweater and I'm just like chilling. So <laughs> That's such so a me, good it's like, Yeah, it totally is. like a, It brings out the homebody in me, even though I do try to get outside because it's unhealthy just to always stay inside looking out your window. But you know, right, whatever. Right. Do what you got to do. <laughs> cozy weather cozy window weather today <laughs> yes but yana i am sending you all the positive vibes for this to work out unexpected amazing things happen every day so i don't see any reason why it can't happen for you and like i mentioned people you can follow her on these different platforms specifically tiktok and instagram and also the petition i will have in the documentary once that comes out i'll link to that in the show notes as well so best of luck to you and you know hopefully the next time that we chat and you're on the podcast it's talking about your triumphant moment of (laughs) being able to stay in iceland figuring it out and also being able to give other people advice about you know how to navigate this system in terms of, you know, like how, how tough it can be. And I think you're already giving insight to people and helping them understand that this is not just pack your bag and go. There's so much more involved due to the nature of nations, politics, borders, all of that. Right. And I thought it was, I, I was that person who literally packed their bags and just went. So we're like, I don't recommend that option to anybody. <laughs> not anymore, right? No. <laughs> like, don't do what I did because it's not, no. it, it couldn't cause me a heartache. Yeah. Don't do what I did, but just maybe come visit Iceland. And yeah, I can't wait for part two. The the triumph of the visa. Yes. It's definitely going to happen. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thank you to everyone who's watching and listening. Of course, subscribe if you enjoyed this and check out Kiana on the different social platforms. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.